Welcome to episode 213 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. I got two great guests this week. Uh, Kelly Goman is back on the show. I missed you. How are you doing, Kelly? I missed you too. I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, we missed you at MacStock. We'll be talking about that a little bit. We'll kind of fill you in on what, what, what some great stuff happened that you'd missed. But you were mentioned a few times, but that's okay. They were good things. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Guy Searle, which I, who I just did see at MacStock this last week, um, as back on the show. How you doing, Guy? I'm doing just great. And boy, some of the things I heard about Kelly, my ears were burning. Uh, they were good <laughs> things. They were good things. But uh, we'll, we'll 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 definitely talk uh-huh. about. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about. Uh, <laughs> we'll definitely talk about MacStock a little bit and uh, what I talked about because it kind of fits into some of the things we talk about here and and what others as well. Uh, Apple just announced their earnings as we record this, so we'll touch upon that a little bit. And still, we're still absorbing it, but no, no, why not? We got the information; we'll talk about it. Lots of other great news and uh, t- topics, as always. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, start things off here with the news of this week. Uh, uh, the first one, like I said, is Apple's fiscal third quarter. There was an eighty-three billion fiscal third quarter. The, uh, the results are out, and no surprise, iPhone's dominant, as we all know. Uh, what? what a surprise. No. Uh, Mac sales were down 10%. <laughs> iPad sales were down 2%. iPhone Macaulay was Culkin. up 3%, and services <laughs> up 13%. Wearables down 8%. So that kind of sums up as far as where it went. Um iPad uh, quarter to quarter was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, bit of a, a little bit of a drop this time, but... Uh, I think Tim Cook did say there was a lot of with the supply restraints that there was going on. I think that didn't exactly help things, but uh, yeah, iPhone did okay, three percent, you know, for for the third quarter. I, I I can't complain about that. But the services, well, can- you know, we're we're in this we're in this thing right now where you get into the third quarter of the iPhone cycle and the sales are going to start to drop off because right. people are already anticipating, you know, the the next right. big thing coming out. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's no secret. We like this is almost yeah. this is as close to traditional and or predictable as Apple gets is right. in the fall. We're getting new hardware to run all the new software we saw in June. Exactly. And yeah. especially after we get the, an, you know, the the keynote address that goes out to everybody, you know, you can get it on your own Apple TV now. Um, as soon as we get that, that says, like, here's what's coming for all the stuff in iOS. Like at that point, you know, it feels like everybody's just sort of going, cool, I'm going to wait. You know, yeah. the only people buying phones right now are people that like, I have a really old one and I dropped it and I can't replace it with, you know, so I'm going to just get what's out right now because I need a phone, you know, yeah, like, I dropped it in a log flume ride. <laughs> <laughs> it got caught on the bar when it I was did. trying to get yeah. out. And then that was it. Yeah, and then <laughs> went, it. And as soon as it popped out, like right in the water, I I'm done. I was just happy to get out, out of the car. That's what it was. Yeah. That, that that probably was a good thing. So, um, but leave the iPhone, take the cannoli. Uh, yeah. But uh, Apple's t- Apple's total profit for this quarter was uh, a mere nineteen point four billion. You know, they're doomed. They're, they're oh, doomed. doomed. And yes. your your over year change two percent. And uh, as as I said, services are just jumping up like crazy, and it continues to. Uh, well, we got a story about services here in just a bit here, but uh, 
no, great to see the link in the show notes is of course is to the fine Jason Snell and uh, six colors. He does such a great job of giving us the pie charts and it makes it mm-hmm. so much easier to get an understanding of what, what Apple announces. So check that out. Uh, but no, I think it's decent, uh, uh considering what we're expen- what we're expecting here. So, uh, Next story, Apple settles AirPods patent dispute with costs to avoid trial. Uh, Apple settled uh, an, an AirPods-related patent infringement lawsuit with the with audio manufacturer Koss, according to a court filing that was filed this past Saturday as we record. Koss uh, has accused Apple of infringing on its wireless headphone technology patents with AirPods and Beats products. Koss uh, said that the AirPods and Beats wireless headphones violated a handful of patents related to that technology and costs claims to have pioneered. Um, and uh, when hmm. when Koss filed the lawsuit in 2020, the company said that Apple was aware of the, its patents and they and they met on several mm-hmm. occasions to discuss them. So they opted not to license Koss's technology, and here we are, and they settled out. There's no details on and the settlement. just went for it anyway. But Koss right. uh, is what? I always thought is kind of a second, maybe third level <laughs> product. That, yeah. uh, that I mean, I don't know they still make products, honestly. No, they do. Yeah, they, they it's, do. it's a, it's um, very, they, they very low wireless, end. very low end. Yeah, they have wireless headphones and they have wireless earbuds. Right. Um, but honestly, it, it's you know, I mean, again, the only thing that makes this legitimate at all is the fact that that cost actually makes some of mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's really, you know, it's it basically you're throwing patents at a wall to see what sticks. And when Google or Apple or one of the big boys actually comes out with something that is vaguely similar to what you have a patent on, then yep. then they sue and, and Apple and, and Google and some of the other large companies, they don't necessarily settle because they think that costs or any of these companies are, are deserving based on their patents, but it just, it's, it's less hassle and less trouble to just pay them 51 million or however much. I don't think they even no, said they didn't this. Say it. They're, they're undisclosed. However much it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just say, okay, go wait now. You know, I mean, we, we made $19 billion yeah. in profits last quarter, <laughs> yeah. so we don't really care. Go away. What do you think, Kelly? I mean, basically what guy said, like the thing that I think, um, is the reason Apple decided to pay it is because cost makes audio gear. Like they're not, uh, they're not patent patent trolls. This didn't get filed in East Texas, you know, nothing like that. So, (laughs) so it seems like, uh, like this is reasonably legit, especially considering that, I I mean, it doesn't, it certainly doesn't look good for Apple that like cost met with them and was like, you know, which, and presumably that conversation was, we hold all these patents to the things that you are either doing or, or trying to do. And Apple looked at all that and went, Not Pats. really. Yeah. Like, or just did the math and went, whatever we have to pay you to make you go away is going to be easier than, Dealing. you know, it, it's is going to be less than we would pay the lawyers to actually go duke it out in court, you know? And, and so like on that end, you know, because we don't know anything about the details, of course, right. then it doesn't, you know, it's, it's from here as a spectator, not a good look. Yeah. So. Yeah. But this, you always are hearing these lawsuits and they'll continue yeah. on and Apple is okay. We'll take care of it. And then just, yeah. and let's move on. So like we will do now is moving on from this story. Uh, <laughs> 
Next story, uh, for all mankind prop fused an Apple Newton message pad 120 and an iPhone 12. Uh, the, the Apple Newton message pad 120 made a surprise cameo in the third season of the Apple TV plus series for all mankind. And one of the show's producers had shed some light on how the TV prop was used. Uh, ben McGinnis uh, is a producer at Tallship Productions and the part of the team behind For All Mankind shared a behind the scenes uh, image. And there's a link here in show notes uh, that he put on Twitter last week. Uh, in the series, the Net Newton message pad was used for video calls between actors. At least one person was also seen ha- handling digital messages. And this is what the 1990s. Uh, according to Matt McGinnis, <laughs> the, the modified Newton had a removable camera for video calls. The actual prop themselves fit an iPhone 12 Pro Max inside them, which allowed the actors to use the front-facing camera for video calls. Uh, yeah. So the, the Newton wasn't released in 1993, and uh, you know <clears throat> we all know about what the Newton did. So I find this to be interesting that they put this <laughs> in here. Don't you think, Kelly? I love it. I especially the the. I mean, I'm I'm a little sad that somebody took a, a Newton and hollowed yeah, it out. And, it on, you yeah. Know, Dis- disemboweled a Newton, which you know seems there's not that many of them out there. Exactly, anymore. like there's a finite number. Um, in fact, I had one until recently. Um, which I I uh, I sent it to to a farm upstate where uh, it also <laughs> did not get disemboweled. It is going to go live out its days as a cherished device, and <laughs> I it, like it's just so nice to see that they're that they're still around like you know as soon as everybody saw that whether they had one whether they wanted one like everybody clocked exactly what that was and it was kind of interesting to try and because i remember i saw it and went are is that effects or did they do a thing you know like people will take the classic mac and pull a little ipad you know as the display in it um you know same idea i was kind of wondering how how they had managed to pull it off. So it was kind of neat to see, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's a little great sad. That we didn't get the your... handwriting recognition in action on the show, but yeah. You sent your Newton up to a farm where it can play with all the other little Newtons there at the farm. I like it. The, the Newtons and the, and the e-mates, the cousin e-mates, you know, yeah. except they have to more, they have to wallow because they're kind of bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're de- yeah. The e-mates definitely a waddler. Yeah. So, Fun, fun to see Apple props, and especially when it's timeless, like the Newton. Um, next story here: uh, Netflix added a button to its iPhone app that lets you subscribe from its website. Netflix recently <laughs> added a button on its iPhone app that directs users to to its website, where they can subscribe to one of its plans. Uh, the new button arrived just months after Apple announced that it would allow developers of Reader quote-unquote, reader apps to include an in-app link to their website for account creation and management purposes. Uh, but now if you load up Netflix's app on the iPhone or the iPad and you're not logged in, you'll see a button that says go into the link of netflix.com slash join, uh, where you tap the button and it will present mm-hmm. you with a rather lengthy warning prompt. Any accounts or purchases made outside of this app will be managed by the developer Netflix. Your app store account stores payment methods and related features such as subscription ma- management and refund requests will not be available. Apple is not responsible for the privacy or security of transactions made by this developer. So hmm. now they have to, Apple has to put a disclaimer, but why are they doing this now? Well, I guess, uh, it's a significant change, uh, in, in Netflix and it took some time, but I think Apple is clearly lo- losing this battle as evidence. The fact that Apple, uh, Netflix is allowed to actually send its users directly to the website. What do you think? Well, you know, if that's what people want to do, go ahead. 
Well, if it's, well you, is it allowed well, or I mean, yeah, I, well, like, I don't know how that's did. the thing. Did they just happen? Well, yeah. Did they just well, pop it in there and now that it's getting attention, it's gonna evaporate or yeah, what? Chances are apps like big apps like Netflix and and some of the other ones that have outside revenue streams beyond mm-hmm. dealing with Apple's payment system right. Right. Uh, is going to be scrutinized before they allow the update. So I'm sure Apple already knows about this button and that, you know, they're just waiting because eventually what's going to happen is someone is going to do something stupid and uh, Netflix is going to have their money or, or, you know, their credit card will be snatched from beyond the grave because of something stupid that Netflix does. And then Apple will say, well, you know, we tried to tell you, but we're not going to help you at all. You mm-hmm. have to deal with Netflix bureaucracy, not ours. Yeah. Yeah. So, so welcome to the $2 that you saved that cost you however much your credit limit is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Good for Netflix. At least they, they were able to, yeah. to to get around it. So and just waiting to see what what happens with this because mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering if this is gonna be one of those favored nation sorts of things where like you're not allowed to buy anything in apps from the app store except Amazon. Yeah. Cause I can buy stuff on my phone right. through the Amazon app, all the live long right. the Kindle app, no, the Audible app, no, 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 no. Yeah. I can't buy a Kindle app through the Kindle or a Kindle book through the Kindle app on my phone, but I can buy physical things from Amazon all day long. And well, you know, everything else change. is like, Oh, you have to go to our website and get outside of the ecosystem to do the thing. So uh, now that this is slightly more direct, I'm really curious how it's going to play out. Yeah. This is the start of <laughs> basically anyone who wants to have a revenue stream outside of Apple's ecosystems. They don't have to pay Apple's 30% is going to be able to do so. But I think Apple is basically going to be completely hands off with it. You can't use oh, Apple card. You yep. can't use any part of, of the Apple ecosystem to pay for this. And you have no protections. You have no options going to Apple for any of this. You mm-hmm. lose your money. Don't don't come crying. That's a bummer, dude. Don't cry to us. Yep, sorry to hear it. Yeah. Don't cry to us. So, um, the next story, and I don't normally use an authority like Android Authority as a news source, but I thought this to be a great little topic we could talk about here, and newsworthy enough. Android Auto is so bad it made me switch back to the iPhone. CarPlay is so much better wow. that it isn't even the comp- comp- competition anymore. Uh, and he goes through and talks about uh, that you know, phones have been so versatile and App- Apple, Android, and Air- Apple CarPlay have been go-to options. Uh, and he talks about its connect- connect- connection and connectivity woes uh, and, mm-hmm. and said high expectations. It didn't work. And I went to great lengths to ensure my setup wasn't the issue. And, and oh, what, he su- what a surprise. He says the CarPlay does have the, uh, does the car interface better. Hmm. Why am I not surprised about that? Uh, well, it's it's a single it's a single manufacturer and operating system versus God knows how many Android phones that are out there, each with their own particular version. So yeah, you know the fact that uh, that Apple can afford to cross the T's and dot the I's, and these other guys mm-hmm. are basically going, "Oh, me too, me too, we do that too, right? Just not as well." 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't really come as a big, big surprise. No. And even the Google apps are somehow better on CarPlay as well. Uh, what a surprise. I've used, I've tried them and you know, like YouTube music and others. And yeah, the, I think the CarPlay has always been superior. Um, any thoughts on this, Kelly? Uh, not really, because I don't have CarPlay on anything yet. But I do think it's interesting that it's so bad that it made somebody yeah. change their entire mobile ecosystem just to get back to it. So yeah. So I thought that was pretty notable. It is only, and not uh, to mention it was on a, it was on an Android fan site that, uh, that had the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted to bring this up this week. I yeah. thought it was a really uh, interesting to, to see that, uh, somebody on Android actually bashed Android on an Android site yeah. and, and said how great CarPlay is. So, and I think we'll mm-hmm. all be notable. And I still have to get this phone into my car so I can try CarPlay with the iOS 16. I haven't tried it yet, and I've heard a lot of good things. We've seen a lot of good things. So it mm-hmm. continues to uh, continues to evolve here. Uh, the uh, last story was about services. Apple now has 860 million, that's million, paid subscribers across all services. Uh all services, including Apple Music, Apple TV+, Apple News+, iCloud, and more. And that was uh, talked about during the, uh, uh, during the earnings call today. Uh, and Apple's best analyst uh, expects that the third quarter are posting about an $82.96 billion profit in revenue. And it talks about, you know, the sales going up and the wearables and the sales. But the, the, uh, the services were 13%. And, it, I, and we, I can think we've continued to talk about this on this show, that services will continue to increase and continue to grow. And Apple sees mm-hmm. that this is going to be the next best thing to the iPhone as far as profit center for, for their products. This is going to eventually, I mean, because the, the iPhone is, as a revenue stream, just like the Mac and just like the iPad and just like everything else that Apple sells and hardware eventually starts to wind its way down and it just becomes commodity hardware. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially considering that you can safely use an iPhone for four to five years before you really have to worry about it becoming, you know, truly obsolete. Mm -hmm. So if people are, are, aren't replacing their iPhone as often, which I think, is just around the corner because it, it and it's a testament testament to just how well Apple makes it. Um, so they'll be looking for what's the next best thing, and it's looking like that's going to be services, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, well, I mean, that's how they get you, right? Like, yeah, you know, Apple the, the well, yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is your this is the razor handle, right? And Apple Music, Fitness Plus, TV Plus, those are all the blades, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So good, good to hear. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a proud, uh, happy uh, premier bundle uh, subscriber and has I've been very happy with it. Ah, we, me too. We, we split it up with, uh, with other family members and they're, they're enjoying the, the benefits as well. So I just need to get the Orville over onto Apple TV plus. <laughs> oh, I just watched last night's episode. How crazy I am. And then you it's funny. You bring that up. I, I was sitting up doing stuff. I love the Orville. 10, 1030. My time uh, and uh, oh, it it comes on the air at eleven p.m. Like oh, I guess I got to stay up and wait and watch it right when it comes on because <laughs> it, you know, it releases to go late. Off on a <laughs> on a slight tangent. <laughs> why not the Orville? The, yeah, why not the Orville this year? It's you know, and and I've loved this show ever since it came out. Even even when it was when it was Starfleet with dick jokes, it was still 
such a great show. (laughs) And this year, this year, they had, it's basically, it's become TNG. You know, they're dealing with, with more deeper topics. And frankly, Seth MacFarlane has not really been a huge part of the show this year. No. It's been a lot of the other characters right. in the show that this has been about. And and it's it's just gotten better and better each year. And I'm hoping and praying, please, 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 let there be a fourth season. I need more Orville. Yeah. You, and that has everything to do with iOS. It does. But, but <laughs> we went off on a tangent there, but that's okay. Um, so let's uh, move on to topics this week. As we always talk about on this show is uh, beta iOS 16 beta 4 just got released a day or two ago here. Uh, they, they've, uh, they've seeded out, uh, the developer beta and the, that's the fourth, uh, beta four. And then the second public beta was also released, uh, this week as well. Uh, and, uh, notably they're seeing some overhauls to the lock screen, customized wallpapers, all kinds of other, uh, fun things. Uh, I don't know. You, are, are you running anything on beta Kelly? I don't, I didn't think you are. Are you? I am not. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least not, not right now. Um, once the, the public beta. Uh, is out. I'll probably, or is is a little further along. I'll yeah, it's only the second, uh, the second version of that. Yeah. Uh, so you got yeah. the. And you know my rule. Yep. So don't 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 do it, please. Well, I mean, well, it it fits nicely in with the with with guys derail from a minute ago because my rule is the Star Trek movie rule of betas, and you just never bother with the odd numbered ones. You just stick to the even numbered ones, and for the most part, you'll be fine. Yeah. Though so search for Spock wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> but lord it was not good yeah yeah um so yeah they did see the tv os 16 that's out there ipad os 16 um as well as mm-hmm. um watch os 9 uh nothing real notable uh as far as in the watch goes uh they've a lot of the stuff is just pretty much the updates they have really they're just keep rolling here you know we're already uh, end of July, so we anticipate another month's worth of betas, and probably September time we're probably looking at uh, uh, looking at uh, another uh, another release here very shortly. It was interesting. I found this article. Uh, the wait for iOS 16 beta four was now the longest since iOS six. The beta, beta testers waited longer for the fourth developer beta than any new full, full re- release since iOS six and iOS seven. Um, because uh, the fourth beta was out, uh, let's see, it says uh, when it hit, it did not release the fourth beta version until like yesterday. So in 2012, 2013, both iOS 6.6 6 and iOS 7 were in their third generation for 21 days. So, yeah, so this was this was a little longer, about uh, three, it was almost three or four weeks before we had seen between betas here. So always interesting to see that because I, I, just like when they were having beta 15.6 beta was still out at the same time as iOS 16. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's always interesting to see what Apple does when it comes to these, these beta releases here. So, um, the, uh, some of the things that you are going to see in here, as far as, uh, the new thing, new things that you see in beta four is, uh, iMessage, the edit undo said, sent changes or, or they've got some enhancements in there. Live activities has an API now for activity kit. Uh, you know, new wallpapers in the home app. Um, I'm rocking mm-hmm. the, the clown, the, the clownfish from the first iPhone. I, I, I absolutely love having that on my phone. Now I got the <laughs> copy of it. I'm not even going to switch it for a long time this time. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot more stuff and you know, trust me, once iOS 16 comes out, we'll get a, you know, more detail as far as 
what you'll see uh, when it gets when that gets released. Um, and what they've done as far as in iMessages I now, uh, you can now it'll now display original text and undo set will be now limited to two minutes. So you have two minutes to, to now edit versus then it becomes permanent. Um, so they, mm-hmm. they did tweak that. So which yeah, that's what happens in beta. You you're going to see that they're tweaking things to see if that something well, has that's to change. The point of beta is is feedback on things like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, CarPlay they've exp- expanded some uh, wallpaper options in iOS 16. Uh, so they're, they're doing some I was, more. I was worried about yeah, that. Yeah, that was important to have some more, <laughs> some more awesome uh, wallpaper on CarPlay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so the, the, not so notable, I should say. But they did it for the, for, for the guy from Android authority. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for him. They, exactly. <laughs> um, That's it. Back to CarPlay. Yeah. I cannot stand <laughs> the blackness of Android auto. <laughs> And uh, uh, HomePod uh, OS 16 is in public beta, and I don't know if Jeff was here, he'd probably be, be cringing. I will not will not install this on any of my HomePods because still they still don't work right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> don't do it, <laughs> especially HomePods. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, beta's uh, been well, rocking. You, you just you just go to the screen of your HomePod and change it back. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, yep, that's beta. Let's uh, move on and uh, let's talk a little bit about MacStock. How things happened uh, uh, this past weekend. We had a f- we had a blast, and, and again, Kelly, I'm, I'm so sorry we missed you. We were just missing you dearly, and we uh, we had a lot of fun. But uh, uh, everybody was asking about you, and uh, and you know, Mike Rose was awesome. He was able to fill in in such such short notice, since as everybody yeah. knows, unfortunately, Chuck Joyner did. Uh, get test positive for covid so we yeah we were very sad to miss him as well so it was a little bit a little bit of zigging and zagging but it actually turned out to be a pretty good event wouldn't you think guy because uh you were you were mastering yeah. the controls of the video and making sure we got everything recorded for the digital pass and well yeah i made sure everything got recorded and i was doing like um i was going between uh cuts and um fades unfortunately um, because of my recent hospital visit, I'm on this blood pressure medicine. And by the time we got to the late afternoon, I'm sitting there watching and it had nothing to do with, with the content of the people that were speaking, but I would be sitting there also. I would just like shake my head. It's like, Oh crap. 15 minutes just went by. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I mean, so it's a lot of work like, too. be like, yeah. And, and this was actually, cause, uh, for like the last couple of max stocks, I always bring this like ridiculous amount of gear that I set up in the lunchroom <laughs> that I use like three times yeah. the entire time that I'm there, but I'm babysitting it and tweaking it and everything else. I, saw, the entire I was watching time. So I miss <laughs> everything. I miss everything that's related to Max Life. This was like the first time in a really long time I actually got to be there when the presentations were going on and it, <laughs> it was like wow there's a lot of good stuff here this is awesome yeah. this yeah. is great why didn't someone tell me about this before <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it was it was a lot of fun and yeah. um kudos kudos uh not to to i mean not to just all the the presenters yeah uh but to mike, mike for mike I mean, 
last minute scrambling. Oh my gosh, he did, to, he did, he did great. To get everything. Yeah, there were there were no there were no dead spots. No, which was great. He, and and he had who was uh um oh god was doing like the panel thing at the end. What's uh, his name? Brett Terpstra. Brett Terpstra. Yes. Yes, Brett. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm so I'm so bad with uh with names, Karen. So <laughs> the um God. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not Karen. Uh, the, 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 the big thing was make sure that there was lots of good content, make sure that everyone who was there got something from each speaker. And I think everybody did. They did. And the wrap up at the end of the day was, was wonderful. And it was great. And the deeper dives were good. It was great to see, yeah. uh, the, all the, all the speakers come back up onto the stage again. And to take questions from the audience, it was really just, it was, it was such a good time. Yeah. Jay Miller did a great presentation. We were, we, yes, we got to that meet. That was like the first time I met him in person. Me as well. Same thing with Mike Rose. Yeah. Well, no, I met Mike Rose. He was there last time, last time. But uh, then, yeah. and then uh, Brett Terps' friend, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Dawson was there and she did a pr- phenomenal job, the presentation about music, uh, music competition, composition with non-munition, non-musicians and, her deeper dive was yeah, awesome. She went live. She went live using the uh, uh, Logic Pro, which was great. Yeah. Uh, wow. And, that sounds awesome. And um, yeah, she did a really good, really good time. And then we did the Afterstock afterwards. And then Sunday was a little tougher because there was, there was only two presenters. It was, was Mike Schmitz and myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, Mike actually was uh, stepped up and it was really nice of him. And he actually did uh, two present. He did, he combined his uh, presentation uh, for his 20 minutes and his deeper dive in, his the, deeper in dive, the morning. Yeah. I went ahead and did my thing and I'll, I'm going to talk about what some of the stuff I did. Uh, and then, um, uh, so, so he actually, uh, came up with a couple other things, uh, as well. And then, uh, we kind of threw in and we needed to fill some time. So we did a max, max stock ad hoc where we had, we had a bunch of uh, folks that were in the oh, audience yeah, that came yeah. up and, uh, did a tip or trick, uh, and shared, shared something five or 10 minutes. Jay, oh, Jay, Jay, awesome. Jay Miller's emceed it, which was great. He was, he made it so much fun. And then, and then uh, at the end, we did an after after stock day two. We were just Mike, uh, uh, Mike Schmitz, and myself sitting on stage talking about stuff. And but I think a lot mm-hmm. of people got some really good engagement. And, and again, my topic was on managing your media, uh, downloading, streaming, and subscribing. Oh my! Uh, and there, there was that that uh, actually Mike made that. I didn't. I wasn't calling it that. So, it, it, but it kind of was funny. So I, I stuck with it. Um, but. There's just so many things, and I'm 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 gonna kind of split it up here. Want to talk about? I mean, I I did it with music, I did it with uh, streaming services or video streaming services, and I did it with podcast catchers, and uh, and everybody was. I, I had a lot of people come up to me and say that this was just a great topic, and uh, and it was really piqued and interested, and they liked the fact, especially streaming services, because people get so confused. There's so many of them out there, and I and I my deeper dive was I, I went through and had my iPad and just had all the apps on and I, I'm probably going to leave those there in my, in, in my fold there. And I, all the apps for the streaming service and went through a, a good chunk of them showing about uh, all the, all the different ones. So that uh, was really kind of a cool thing. So, uh, so a lot of fun, but, uh, I wanted to bring it up here with the show here, uh, is the fact that, uh, podcast catchers, and I like to hear you guys, we've talked about this a number of times, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, podcast ca- catchers are just, a, a, a way of being able to uh, listen to podcasts and you don't have to use uh, you don't have to use Apple podcasts. And that was, that was the biggest thing that a lot of people were, 
were asking me, is and do, do you really have to use it? And oh my God, I can't stand it. And even Mike Potter was saying, I, I, you got, I can't wait to hear about this because I, and I just can't stand using Apple Podcasts. But then I, we look at our podcast numbers, and everybody uses Apple Podcasts to listen to this show. So, uh, <laughs> and but that's like that I think with everybody. So, um, so so what I did was, and I'm gonna, well, a lot of people, a lot of people, yeah. A lot, I mean. Uh, in fact, uh, I had someone come up to me during lunchtime, and you were there, guy, and asked Ozell, actually, uh, uh, Brett's better, Brett Dripsch's better half, uh, and asking, uh, you know, why would you want to use this um, podcatcher? And I, and I explained to her, yeah, it, it's just you have so much more granular control, and Apple Podcasts just does not give that to you. Much more flexible. You can't get yeah. to the you can't get to the yeah. the, the, the downloads like, that easily where you can with podcasts and Overcast. Off. Off the top of my head, the only clear advantage that Apple Podcast has over over others, and this is only off the top of my head because I don't know what the sure. Mac equivalent of any of them is, is it will sync across devices. So if you have an iPhone and a Mac and an iPad where you listen to your podcasts, then if you use Apple Podcasts, it works the way the Kindle app does. You can start and st- start on one device, stop on one device, start on another, and it will pick up exactly where you left off and all of the play playing information and all i almost called it playment information <laughs> words are hard dude um all of that like stuff playment. all works the same that it the, the same regardless of what device you're on so you can start listening here st- you know stop and then start listening over here and stop and it all just works mm-hmm. um i don't know if there are mac equivalents of any of the other apps that i know most people use um, I do know some of them will sync across iOS. Like if you have the same right. thing on your iPad and your phone that, right. that some of those will sync listing positions, but otherwise I don't know. Um, so if you listen to podcasts on your Mac, um, which I guess is a thing somebody probably does. Um, I don't judge you for it. I just don't know anyone who does. Um, no, neither then, do I. then if you do, then that might be an advantage to Apple podcast for you that, that other people may not have. Um, otherwise I, I don't know because the rest of them, yeah. uh, you know, like the whole point of it is sort of set it and forget it. Like this is the one I want to listen to. So now it's going to just show me when new episodes are out and when I go run or go garden or go do whatever the things are that I do when I'm listening to podcasts, then there are more podcasts waiting for me. Yeah. I'll, so. I'll touch upon that a little bit. Um, my favorite is podcast. I keep always saying that at the end of the show and saying podcast, such a great, great app. Um, I, I like the way it's laid out. I like the way, um, I can sort through all the, the podcasts and, and I even mentioned it. I, I may subscribe to, uh, I may subscribe to, uh, multiple, uh, shows. You know, I could have 70 or 80 mm-hmm. subscriptions. It doesn't mean I'm listening to every single one of them, but I like, I like to have the podcasts in, in the podcatcher so I can actually go through it. It's like, mm, this is interesting. I want to see, I want to see what what there is uh, to, to listen to on a particular show, and 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 of course you, you're gonna you're gonna you guys are gonna get props, and Mike even Mike Rose saw it that I had the after show with you and uh, and Mike uh, prominently displayed <laughs> on the screen, so he he liked that, uh, and I think uh, uh, Jay Miller also liked the fact that I had conduit in there as well, so <laughs> of course, uh, so um so but that's what's that's what's nice about uh. uh any podcatcher beyond Apple Podcasts is because you have the flexibility. Uh, Pocketcast does both um, video and audio, which is great. Um, it, there is a plus a subscription mm-hmm. that you can subscribe to it. That I think I pay for it. It's like it's next to nothing just to support them. Uh, you get desktop apps uh, the, uh, when you pay for it. The cloud storage. There's a watch playback uh, for the plus app, and, and it's not terribly expensive. And uh, I think maybe like 
a couple bucks a year and it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. It does have standalone playback for the Apple watch. So if you choose, you want to have your podcast nice. playing, you know, that's what pocket cast yeah. has added with the plus. Uh, so, uh, so that, that's one of the exclusives. Now, of course, Overcast is probably one of the more popular ones as well. Mark Gorman, of course, is the one that uh, was the developer for this app, and it's been around for a long time. It's probably, you know, probably one of the very popular ones. Um, and it does have a lot of good things uh, as far as uh, uh, voice boost and smart speed and easy to organize. The only thing that I'm not a fan <laughs> of the fact is the f- it, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't play video podcasts. It only does audio. Now, granted, I understand that a lot of people probably on their iPhone are, are especially are all probably only um, listening to an audio podcast, but um, and mostly in their car, and mostly too. their car too. And then, and, then, and that's the other thing too. Um, all of these uh, are CarPlay enabled. And everybody, that I did get mm-hmm. that question that uh, do you, you you have them available in CarPlay, so that, that that's another awesome thing. So right, um, but you can't watch the video. Well, of course not. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it would it would. I'm waiting for it to get on my watch. Uh, yeah, they already got the YouTube, uh, app on the watch. So, you know, oh, do they yeah, really? Yeah, there's, there was, well, we, I talked about that a while ago. Uh, but, uh, so Overcast is another, is, is, is those, you know, that's one of the other top ones. I put in the show notes that the Apple Podcast does Mac, Mac and iOS. Pocket Cast is, is, uh, there's a, there's an added one for Mac and iOS. Overcast is just iOS. Um, of course, you probably, I believe you can download the iOS version on your Mac. Uh, M1, that is. Um, and there's also Downcast, which is another one that's really totally popular. It was one of my de facto ones, but then, then Pocket Cast really sold me on on what it is. Uh, uh, but it, it does work across all platforms, including Mac. There's a dedicated Mac app, works on the Apple Watch, CarPlay, and all that. And same basic premise. It, it does a lot of good jobs of of of, uh, of, of uh, organizing your podcasts and, and making it super, uh, super easy uh, to do that. Uh, this one here was, which is the one that really caught my eye, and Mike Potter actually was, uh, reminded me of it because I remember that it, uh, it it is a Mac app. It's called the uh, Mimir, M I M I R. It's a very powerful podcasts uh, redefined listening experience. Hmm. Got personalization, simple, elegant playlists. Got automatic silence skip, which is great. A continuous playback. Uh, so the Mac app is, is is pretty slick and uh, has a lot of great great features in here. Uh, now playing uh, sidebar, continuous playback, automatic silencing, skip, tons of things, uh, daily curated lists. Um, but it was only for Mac, and uh, you can get it in the App Store in the Mac App Store, and I believe it's uh, it was around ten dollars. Uh, let me see, or they have an they have an app in app purchase. It is free with in app purchase. Um, for the the Mac app, but they are beta testing right now the iOS app. So I went on their site. I said, "Oh, look at this! That, that you can I can join their beta list." And I thought, "Nah, I'd probably be waiting for a while." I got an email like right away. So you oh, you, you, you install nice. you download in, in test flight through the, that's how you uh, beta test apps. Those of you who don't mm-hmm. know that, and uh, yeah, I've been I'm, I've been testing. So I think this could be a worthy competitor to the ones I just mentioned um, as far as. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, check get, check it out. So, but those are probably the top five. I mean, there's so many others. I mean, my gosh, and uh, I mean, of, of different different sites that, that that curate podcasts and they have their own apps. Um, 
But then you get all the big players that are getting getting involved with podcasting, which includes ones like Spotify, where you can listen to podcasts. This podcast is available on Spotify and many others. Mm -hmm. uh, Audacity, which is another one that 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 was the CBS networks is a lot of the, where that came from. That, that company became Odyssey. Um, they actually have a cool thing in, in Audacity that it, it provides you. Um, uh, music channels. So you can actually listen to music, um, you know, eighties, nineties, and all, it's got curated music channels and, uh, hmm. which is really cool. Um, but then you look at uh, Stitcher and a uh, Pandora and Sirius XM. No one ever really thinks about it. Sirius XM being a podcast type of, uh, service, but they bought Stitcher they, and they also, well, they bought Pandora for music and to extend their AI mm -hmm. with, with music, but they also bought Stitcher. Stitcher was very popular with a, uh, a lot of, yeah, yeah. lot of music, uh, and, and music as well as podcasts and all that stuff. Well, really what, what Sirius XM did is they moved a lot of the pocket, a lot of the, the, the premium podcasts over to their service and Stitcher mm -hmm. really is to say podcast player. And I went and looked at it. Uh, recently I hadn't looked at it until, until I started researching for this and, Kind of disappointed what happened to it, um, but not surprising because Sirius XM and I talked about with uh, how uh, with music is so important when it comes to uh, uh, with Sirius XM. People don't realize you know all the adding that as a music service, but it's a podcast uh, uh, platform as well as uh, heavy heavy music as for Sirius XM. But I'll talk about music on the next on another episode. But I want to just kind of go through some of the podcast stuff. Um, iHeart, iHeart Radio is very popular because they're 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 yeah, they're, they're radio they're a radio station uh, company. Uh, yeah. A lot of radio stations around the, around the U.S. and that's what I like about these. And TuneIn Radio is another one that that that, that curates it. And I know TuneIn and iHeart have mm -hmm. a have a have an alliance together and they they share their content. Um, I, I like the comedy channels on yeah. that. Yeah. It um, it really kind of of mixes it up and and gives you a wide variety of of like different generations yeah. of uh, stand-up comedy. And, you know, is it, is it all going to be like comedy that, that I like? Oh, no, yeah. not always, but each, each of them is like five minutes long and then they, they move on to the next one. And it, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great way. Like if you're on a long car trip, it's, yeah. it's a great way to lose a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, radio stations, the radio has changed so much, obviously with the way the internet has gone. I mean, we may remember back in the old days, and that's we'd always listen to the different radio stations and want to listen to top forty music and the DJs and the personalities. We all we we all have had our now favorite it's, stations. Now it's all homogenized. Yeah, there's not too many stations. I do enjoy yeah. listening to a news station that that, that I listen to. That, you know, that not only put me to sleep, but but it's nice <laughs> that you know some cities have local news stations. You know, I think all of our all our cities where we live didn't have that. So, um, so yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, the like the 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 various music radio stations in each city is now there's no difference no it, it you just no matter what various city you're is in, doing a lot of work in that sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. various you're hearing you're hearing the same the same djs mm -hmm. and the same right. songs whatever it is they want to spoon feed you and yeah it's yeah. it's it's a big reason why radio is dying and exactly. yeah. why podcasts took over and and why yeah. now streaming services are kind of eating their lunch and, and, and they have no one but the, themselves to blame yeah, the personality and stuff behind it and, you know, knowing like that was what I wanted to do when I was young was I wanted to be on the radio. I wanted to be a DJ be and a DJ. I never got the chance to do it. But somehow the part where I get to talk into a microphone is the part that's stuck. I don't know why. You still do, um, you still do it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, but that like that was the thing that I always liked about the radio was getting to listen to 
the personalities and like different people would play different kinds of music too. Like, you know, it would all yep. be top 40 or it would all be rock or, you know, whatever was within the format. The but this person was always going to play, you know, the heavier end of top 40, if it was a top 40 station. And this person yeah. was always going to play more of the electronic stuff. And, you know, you kind of always got a nice mix of all of those things. And, and if, you know, if that was a DJ that I liked a lot of the stuff that they played, then when they played something new, I would always pay attention because it was probably something I was going to like. And there's not a lot of that sort of discovery happening no. on the radio anymore. Right. You know, I know, you know, like depending on, you know, depending what it was and stuff like, you know, Nirvana had like come and gotten played to death on the radio and was on its way out where I lived, which was not far from Seattle you know, by the time the rest of the country went, wait, wait, we like the guy, the, yeah. the guy that mumbles that with all the again? guitars. We what want that, that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah, we know. And, you know, some of that stuff is sort of, um, you know, like a lot it's of that has freaking. evaporated because the discovery, the discovery of hearing something random on the radio that's new and interesting has, has vanished because mm-hmm. nobody's playing anything new and interesting anymore. Nobody is stopping and looking at that record and going, you know, this has two sides. Let me flip it over and see what, you know, Louie Louie sounds like or whatever, you know, um, like that just doesn't happen anymore. Not only that, but you had you had regional radio like you were talking about. You had the Seattle sound. Then you also had uh, an an incredible amount of music that was coming out of Detroit or Cleveland or New York or Atlanta or, you know, any any of these these large cities that had a a large group of musicians that were kind of sculpting their own sound. And yeah. as you traveled, you would hear this. And the part mm-hmm. of the problem with all of these big conglomerates just snapping up all these radio stations is that's that's all gone now. Yeah. You don't get, you know, everything has has come down to, well, we want it to sound like the Foo Fighters without it being the Foo Fighters. We want it to sound like Taylor Swift without it being Taylor Swift. Yeah. We want yeah. it to sound like this particular country person, but without it being that country person. But it's like if you played, it would be like playing uh, a, a Nickelback and mm-hmm. some other band that sounded almost exactly like them, which in the early 2000s, there was about a billion of them. It was all of them. Yeah, yeah it was all of them. And you couldn't tell the difference yeah. between any of them because mm-hmm. they all had that same sound and that's something that has been lost with with the what's the what's a good word the commodi- commoditizing of radio yeah. it's all gone now radio stations have all been commoditized it's not yeah. it, it, even within the same market they're all yeah. they're all big gun owned by all big and that, and be, no... that used to be against the law you couldn't have uh, mm-hmm. two radio stations owned by the same company in the same market. If yeah. you owned a TV station, you couldn't own a radio station one and that was in it. Yeah. same market. Yeah. It's, and that's yeah. that's all thrown out the window now. Pretty much. Thank you, yeah. FCC. But you also, also think you talk about podcasts too. And, and, and one of the things I did, I did mention during, oh, that's right. during my, my uh, no, you're fine. That was, that was, I, I like that segue. Uh, <laughs> rant, rant. The, no, good stuff. Uh, the, uh, uh, with, with the way podcasts have actually gone gone mainstream, because you're seeing a lot of podcasts have an, an extension of a show, 
You know, if you you have a show that you watch, it comes to my mind because I always I was I really like the show uh, Hacks that was on HBO HBO Max. Yeah, it was a great show. They did an extent extended podcast that talked about the episode for that week. I mean, you and, and Cal, you know very well because you guys were doing stuff for Ted Lasso, and you'll probably be doing it yeah. again when it comes back we, out. We were not official, but, but you weren't official, yeah. right? You weren't I official, mean, but. There were tons of knockoffs, to but you don't have if to. If anyone at Apple is listening, yeah. let me tell yeah. you how happy we would be to I, I, be official. Pay, pay me a little bit. I, I'd be happy. We'd have to I be mean, official. We're we're re- we're real close to official because you can get the Ted Lasso podcast at veranisports.co.uk. That's right. Because you, for some reason Apple didn't buy the domain. Didn't buy the domain. And so and all his life lives there now. Um, the thing, I mean, like, there's one I'm listening to right now. Like, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't have a commute, you know, my commute's a flight of stairs. Time. And so like, I don't have a lot of time to listen to yeah. a show. Um, but one of the ones I've started making time for, like you said, is sort of the, the unofficially official one, um, that goes along with true blood. Cause I started watching true blood again, cause okay. it's ridiculous and fun. And, um, Sparkly. it's really fun to listen to, uh, because it's hosted by two of the, two of the actors on the show. And so right. they're talking about going back through, and, you know, because they even said, like, we didn't watch it when it was on the air initially, you know, because we were really busy, like, you know, actually making the show. And it was going to be really weird to watch something that we filmed like a year ago yeah. while we're trying to do the scene that we're trying to do, you know, the work we're trying to do now. So they're watching it sort of, you know, they worked on it and stuff, but they, they're they talking about watching it sort of for the first time. And it's a lot of fun to hear those sorts of things and and lots of shows have companion podcasts or the um you know almost uh uh what's the one that comes on after picard the ready room that might as well be a podcast i love that show. you know um yeah. all the stuff chris hardwick does after walking dead shows and things like that like all of those sort of feel like companion podcasts for the most part you know and they're just people that get better access to people to you know who actually worked on the show than um you know, than than most of us do when we just go nerd out about it. Yeah, you know and that's just um, saying mainstream I mean, media. If, if HBO doing... wants to make Don and I official <laughs> and turn greetings from the Uncanny Valley into the official Westworld Companion podcast, we would love nothing more than to talk to everyone involved with the show. Yeah. Let me tell you right now. But um, you know, a thing that that always sort of surprises me is how many people there are out there who are interested in that. You know. Um, who want to listen to Don and I crack each other up as we talk about Westworld or, um, you know, the, the incomparable show about Ted Lasso or the, the flash casts we did for game of Thrones and things like that. Like the, the number of people who want to watch the show and then continue to talk, you know, continue to listen to people talk about it. I just assume they talk back to us as we're having those conversations when I'm recording one, um, who want to continue to have it. Like I, I, I'm always sort of surprised that there are that there are people out there who kind of want to listen to me nerd out about what, you know, Wild West sex robots or whatever it is that we're talking about. So um, I, I mean, I love doing it because I was going to have that conversation with Don anyway, right. you know, and the fact that we record it and other people want to listen in is just sort of gravy. Um, so that part um, is always sort of interesting. But the fact that 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 more and more official, you know, HBO is releasing a podcast for a show and, and, you know, um, uh, Showtime has an official one for whatever, Dex- you know, and Dexter. the fact that those things are happening, um, is the part that I think is really surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah. so like the I first actually, time we saw I a podcast pref- joke, people were, they, they, they did a sketch on SNL about 
like I think it was the serial podcast or something like yeah, that. Probably. Um, I mean, it's been years now since they did that, but like the first time they did that was like, oh, like this is a big enough deal that like reg- they're making this joke that re- not only are they making a joke about a podcast, but they're making a joke on a broadcast television program and they're basically presuming everybody's going to get it. You know, um, like that to me was, was really surprising. And then, you know, all the true crime stuff in like only murders in the building, which just sort of crept into the TV show, which is delightful. And if you haven't watched it, I I haven't watched it. I haven't started watching the second season. Yeah. So I I haven't either because I've had so much other TV to watch because I have podcasts about yeah, it. That's yeah. our thing. And then I got so much TV I'm but, watching too. So, so, yeah. so much Star Trek. I think but that, like, yeah. that's a show that, that where they start recording a podcast because they're true crime fans and decide they're going to have a podcast of their own. And so like having something kind of that self-referential, you know, was, was really entertaining. And, and, yeah. you know, all, like the, you know, when they get to go meet the host of the podcast, all of them are listening to it, everything, like all of those <laughs> things are just delightful. And, you know, um, I loved all of it. So the, the, the fact that you can get more of them and that more of them are, are turning out to be official, um, shouldn't surprise me, but kind of does, yeah. I guess. Cause it doesn't seem like, you know, cause it, it's, it's, you know, all of us sitting in our houses, you know, blabbing into the internet. And that doesn't seem like something that, that HBO and, and uh, you know, and Hulu and all these places like yeah. would, would, would want to spend their time on and, and yet they are. So obviously there's something yeah. in it for them. And, and uh, you know, that's awesome. And uh, I actually prefer the, the unofficial shows. There's, there's a lot of right. unofficial uh, Star Trek vlogs of course that i'm mm-hmm. really enjoying uh one in particular and it, th- i was just looking for it but the the name ex- escapes me but after every single episode of whatever star trek happens to be on he does a mm-hmm. ups and downs and then he also does this it's like the sertation cer- whatever whatever they whatever the the genesis for whales observations and <laughs> he'll he'll find like all of the in jokes and all of the things that are referenced in other Star nice. Trek shows that are in this Star Trek show. Yeah. The guy that does it, I think he's he's either from the I think he's from the UK, mm-hmm. and he's just so good at it. And he's got lots of different cosplay Star Trek uniforms <laughs> from like all like when he does one with lower decks, he's got That's the lower awesome. decks uniform on. When he does oh. one for Discovery, he's got a you know Discovery uniform on. Oh my god! And it's and the thing I really enjoy about it is not so much the ups and downs because I've seen, you know, I, I've seen the episodes by then. Yeah. And so that's fine. But when he when he's doing the observations of he says, OK, well, you know, if you ever saw the ultimate Vulcan in the animated series, you'll see that there is there's a Mr. <laughs> Spock, huge skeleton still wearing the Starfleet uniform that's hooked to the ceiling above this collectors, you know, and it's just little yeah. things like that, that as you're watching a show, mm-hmm. you may not see, but this guy goes to the trouble of probably watching it 10, 20, 30 times so that he can find all the little references that are in there. And it's just brilliant. And he's not official. You know, this that, isn't, that's what's great about Will that. Wheaton in the ready room. Con- this is, context, this is yeah. just mm-hmm. some guys and I'm, you know, and they've got, you know youtube money but it, it's just some guys having a, having a good time with it 
and it's it's really really great. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and yeah. move on from the podcast. We've we've we've. Uh, <laughs> I want to get a what? few more topics in here before we wrap up, uh, but uh, I do have links in the show notes for all the uh, the podcast apps uh, that they're out there that we talked about. So check that out, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's a it's it's a, a great thing. I'm glad that we had this uh, discussion. Um, I found this article. I wanted to talk a little bit about what you guys think about this. Is uh, the fact of the matter that this was in ZDNet, uh, Apple politely explains why iPhone cases are a waste of money. You, do, you, do you really need to, uh, you, do you use one? You, do, does anybody use one? Do you trust yourself? And he's, 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 at, he's having the debate. What, should, should you have a case on your phone? And it's interesting to see that you, anytime you see any Apple exec, uh, they, uh, uh, they uh, have their iPhones and they don't have any cases on them at all. I and mean, that's including any Apple cases. And I found this to be interesting to, to, to know the debate, whether or not, uh, do you really need to have an iPhone have a case on it? I mean, iPhone 13 has a ceramic shield. It's tougher, smartphone glass, you know, and, and they, he says, oh, relax. It's Apple. It's an iPhone. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm, all of I, I'm, I've always had a case on my iPhone. Uh, I don't know what, what uh, you, what you think, uh, but I think it's 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 I think this is a kind of a crazy debate. But I wanted to think, Kelly. I wanted to, I was interested to hear what you think because I know you, well, you you use a lot of cases. I do. Um, I handle way more cases than the average human being does. Right. And honestly, um, I've gotten a lot better about it. But uh, I always used to label myself a dropper kicker thrower, so my phone would fly out of my hands on the regular. Uh, the problem is, I mean, okay, look, here's the deal. Have I ever seen an Apple exec wrap their phone in a case? No. no. Is it going to be any inconvenience to an Apple exec to fork out another thousand dollars for a new phone if they drop theirs on the stone floor <laughs> in my kitchen? Yeah. No. So when I start making Apple executive money, my phone will probably be naked too. Until then, my phone has to last an undefined amount of time. Because I don't get one every year. I don't turn them in on the, the lease program or anything like that. And, you know, depending on the situation at my house, my phone either goes to a family member when I get a new one or becomes the drawer phone. And so, you know, it's it's a phone that that I need to keep in, in case there's an emergency, you know. Um, in fact, right now, the count in the drawer is zero because the phone that used to live in there was my iPhone that uh, my father-in-law is now using because his sort of swallowed its own tongue and and <laughs> he couldn't use it anymore. So I had to give him mine um, mm -hmm. until he can get something new. And, you know, because he has that advantage, he's one of the people who is not contributing to who's contributing to the statistic of poor iPhone sales that we talked about at mm -hmm. the top of the show um, because he's waiting until there's a 14 that he can you know, go get his hands on instead. Right. And so I use cases, uh, I use okay. clear cases, but most of the time I have a case with a purpose That's like clear. this one, for example, yeah, this one, uh, my awesome smartish case with the cool grips on the sides that I love high smartish cases, mm -hmm. um, inexpensive and MagSafe. So I have this so right. that the MagSafe stuff just works better on my phone. Um, I have, um, like I have used cases with kickstands. I have a case that I use um, on the off chance I ever get to travel again. I have a case that I can put cards in the back of, you know, so I can put my, you know, because my phone is either in my hand or in my pocket 
100% of the time. And then I don't have to carry around a bunch of other stuff. So I can put like, you know, my hotel card key and my visa and my license in the back of my phone. And I have everything I need if I'm leaving for somewhere. And that's super convenient. So having, you know, having, having a case on my phone, I usually do for a reason, but generally one of those reasons is the stone tile floor in a big portion of my house. I just couldn't do it. And outside stuff is hard. Y'all. So like if I drop my phone (laughs) on the driveway, on the sidewalk, on the road, you know, um, it's probably not going to end well. And that's why. And it's not because I need the metal to be pristine or anything like that. I'm not a person who's like, oh, there's a nick in my phone. And now it's, you know, eternally damaged. And I have brought shame upon my family name or whatever. Like, no. But at the same time, like. You know, and and yeah, you know, I take it out once in a while and wipe off the outside and clean out sure, the you know, clean why. pocket lint out of the case and all that kind of stuff. And I hold it in my hand and I go, Ooh. And then I think about <laughs> if I drop this in the kitchen, I'm screwed. Yeah. And I put it back in the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So because the case is not the thing that makes it not fit in my pocket. Like, let me just put that on the record because you knew we were gonna get there. That's right. Guy, would you not why it doesn't fit in my pocket? Guy, would you have your iPhone without a case on it? I, I think we've got a consensus here. No, I don't think I would. I, I mean, this is a case that I got from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember who makes it. Uh, I don't know if you can see that logo. Spec, spec. That's spec case. Yeah, I gave that. I gave that to you. And yeah, and it's and it's a good case. You know, I mean, the only thing is when I do guys' daily drive, I have to take it out of the case. Because the, the um, bracket, yeah, it, it doesn't fit really well. <laughs> the bracket yeah. that I have in my car while I record live video while driving, because you know that's a smart idea. So, are, but I do, I do keep mine in the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it, the question is, a professional what? Mm. Hold that thought. <laughs> no, one, no one's really sure. Uh, <laughs> hmm. So I think the consensus consensus here is uh, I think this guy is a little crazy. Right. I thought it was an interesting article. Wanted to hear a short debate to see if uh, anybody here would not have a case on. I couldn't go without a case. I've had a case on my iPhone since uh, the first iPhone. Honestly. Forever, forever. Yeah, I would not. I mean, I've had them without. I did the bumper for a while on the four. Yeah, the four. You know, because it wasn't the front and the back. I was the more worried gate. about it. it. Was you know dropping it and hitting a corner and munching the screen. You know, which is still the problem that I'm right. That I'm worried about. And, you know, it's a, you know, stone tile. If my house was 100% carpet, then I would probably think twice because I spend way more time here than I do anywhere else. And so it would be a different conversation. But otherwise, like, no, it needs a case. And, you know, like I said, minor specific. So uh, for MagSafe or for, um, uh, you know, like one of the nice things about the MagSafe case is I can attach MagSafe battery to the back if I want to. Um, I've had them, you know, with, like I said, with a kickstand, which was a super duper handy case that I really liked. Um, there's a lot of reasons why you should get a kit, why you could get a case that would extend functionality in some way, you know, make it stand vertically for you or, um, you know, it, it's easy to attach a battery or to use a battery depending on the case and, you know, things like that make it just more useful. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I'd like to hear, yeah. I'd like to hear listeners what the, what their thoughts are. If you, if you would go without a case, uh, send, send me an email feedback at in touch with iOS.com and tell us, uh, if, would you, would you go without a case? Would you let your iPhone be naked? Um, cause, uh, I sure wouldn't be, I want, I want to protect it and keep, 
keep it. You need safe. Andrew for this topic because yeah. Andrew's an iPhone nudist. Yes, and, I know uh, he is. He's yeah, talking, I've asked he lives life on the edge he with that because he puts the beta on it the minute the beta is available. It doesn't have a case. <laughs> like he just yeah. It's like Warren and and Andrew they're, they're, they're together He's when it comes tempting to tempting fate. Tempting that kind of fate. <laughs> Warren Warren yeah. is a case fiend. I, he has lots of cases. I know that for a fact. So well, I'm, yeah. I'm somehow that does not surprise no. me. Doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> Along with his well, MacBook Air, he, he got and had all the other uh, eight computers he's had in the last year, in the last five months. But that's a whole other story. I don't have a ton of cases, but the minute Senrio makes a Hello Kitty case with a MagSafe ring on the back, I am doomed and powerless to resist it and totally getting one. So absolutely. So. All right. Well, looks like we've come to a close to another great show. So glad to have you both here this week. And uh, let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchbyos.com. Tell us all about the case. Would you like to have a case on your iPhone? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. And I'd like to give a shout out to Pat. I have my first Patreon subscriber. I really appreciate it. We had a Patreon subscriber come in this week. So thank you. And, and I know you had you were in the chat room last week. So thanks. Uh, shout out to Pat. And the way you can become a Patreon is you can uh, support the show by going to patreon.com slash in touch with iOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. Uh, please, uh, please uh, go out there and support it. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to our, and you're notified to when uh, we do a live stream, which usually is on Thursday nights uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube doc channel, which is at youtube.com slash in touch with iOS, where you can watch and listen to the past shows as well as watch this live stream. Uh, you can watch back. I leave them all live here uh, and record, I should say. Uh, visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard where many of the topics we talk about are discussed. Uh, we will flip into that magazine. This The link is in our show notes. And you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher as we talked about today, uh, including Pocket Casts. Okay, you can use Apple Podcasts, but I think a lot of you do anyway. <laughs> but uh, many others, as, as we mentioned. So, uh, but, uh, but better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Kelly Gumont, so glad you were able to make it. We missed you so at Max Talk, but I'm so glad you made it here this week. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, um, generally you can find me in front of my computer editing a podcast because right now um, I want my MCU TV over at the Incomparable Network. Um, I'm still trying to get the, the, the episodes edited and out the door. Um the Westworld podcast I mentioned earlier, uh, Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, is also over at the Incomparable Network. And uh, you can listen to Don Melton and I discuss Wild West sex robots and have crazy theories about what's going to happen to them next. Uh, you can, if Mike and I can ever get our schedules together, then you can hear Mike and I on the after show with Mike and Kelly. We talked about it. Um, <laughs> sometimes you can find me here. Uh, when I have an available Tuesday evening, you can find me on Mac Voices Live with uh, Chuck once miss you. Chuck's back at it. Um, and I think that might be all. Yeah, maybe that's all. Great. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Awesome. Thanks again. 
Dicerella, it was great to see you in person. We had Thank we you. had a nice lot of great uh, dinners a few couple of days at Max Stock. It was a lot of uh, a good company. And, I dragged all my gear down for you. Were the only one that got to. I see only it. got to see it, and I was in the Dave Dave Hamilton suite at the Hampton Inn. So uh, that was such a nice. Room. Yeah, <laughs> you pay, you paid less for that suite than I paid for my regular. I know. Room. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Hampton, for uh, however for giving his I, room. I am not at all bitter. No, not at all. I'm not. No, bitter, not at all. But uh, you can tell. Tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> you can find me. Uh, email address is guy at mymac.com. You can find me on the Twitters. I am either Vertshark or Mac Parrot, depending on my personality at the time. You can also find me over on the tubes of you. I am Vertshark over there. And you can see live, not live, but pre-recorded versions <laughs> of Gaz and me on the MyMac podcast as well as guys daily drive and uh, both of those shows are also available over there in the itunes you can find them all right there and we have a skype telephone number that absolutely nobody calls it is one or plus one outside of the united states seven oh three four three six nine five zero one thank you all right thanks so much for being your guy and thank you for listening. We really uh, enjoyed doing the show, and then we had a great time, and we really appreciate that you listened to the show. And we'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm.